0: Check, 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 check. Doing take two. Just checking on audio. I need a thumbs up from somebody to let me know if the audio works or not. And as soon as somebody jumps on and gives me the feedback that the audio is working, I'm gonna deliver some fire to you. If you consider yourself an empath. Hey, Will, what's up, buddy? Just curious, can you hear me okay? Does the sound, is the sound okay? Roxana, is the sound better or it's crapped out and I need to restart and all of that stuff and I'll call it a night? Let me know, give me feedback if the sound is good or not. Is it clear? Is it cutting off? Because this uh, transmission is for you if you identify yourself as an empath. Okay, it's good now. Okay, great. So this um I had a session earlier today with somebody who identified themselves as an empath. And they let me know if you can identify yourself. Are you would you say, hey, I'm an empath? I want you to write that out. Because today I want to tonight I want to help you distinguish between a conscious empath and an unconscious empath. Because there is a difference between the two. One of them the conscious empath, when you're consciously empathic, you have this unbelievable possibility to pretty much design your life exactly as you want. Because it doesn't only take, because to be a conscious empath, it means to be really firmly grounded in who you are at the same time as being grounded and connected to the people around you. Okay? Yes, I'm an empath getting married this weekend yes i am I actually picked up my ring earlier today check it out i just picked up my ring and i decided to wear it uh, this was my old wedding ring my old wedding band and um yeah just uh decided to just completely change the design melt it and it just worked out really well um so um Essentially check this out. So here, here, here's, here's what I wanted to share. You just completely uh, threw me off right there. <laughs> here I am. I'm into the flow of it and all of a sudden I get side, sideswiped by it. So empaths. Okay. In order for you to design your life exactly the way that you want, which is why we're here we have that possibility I'm just letting you know the reason why I talk about emotional regulation the reason why it's so critical it's not just from a health standpoint it transcends everything if you want to design your life your relationships your business your pretty much your relationships it requires that you're able to become trigger proof and your which doesn't mean trigger less it just means responsible when the emotions come up able to regulate yourself because if you don't you become enmeshed in other people and this empaths are very guilty of this okay and this is why I want to share this with you because empaths are very guilty of two types right either you become completely enmeshed in another person's emotions someone's around you you can you're very sensitive to and attuned to what's going on with them and your their emotions basically become your emotions that's one style of empath Uh, the other style is you just are not able to say no you just can't say no because you are pretty much so used to abandoning yourself for the sake of somebody else's approval that to hear uh, that to hear a rejection there's so much guilt involved in setting a boundary that you'd rather abandon yourself in service of somebody else's opinion of you than to actually say no okay and this is big in my culture too we have this thing called Torof, which is pretty much you know it's pretty much a license to bullshit <laughs> it's pretty much a license to bullshit Taruf. it's the the reason why I'm teaching this stuff is because in my in my Persian culture, inauthenticity is pretty much a trauma that's been passed down from generation to generation. It's actually part of my culture, lying and being inauthentic. In other words, ta'ruf is the systematized agreement reality where you Sacrifice your own boundaries, your own needs, your own desires in service of somebody else. And this is highly regarded. Okay, Which is great. It's a great concept. But what happens is it creates this fracture, this fragment in the mind of the Persian. Because deep down, there's an authentic version of you that wants to express what your needs are, your desires are, your boundaries are but when you've been systematically trained and constantly conditioned since you were a little kid a little boy or a little girl to abandon those needs in service of other people's opinions it doesn't it shouldn't surprise you that you wake up in your teens in your 20s in your 30s going i don't know who i really am i am a complete hollow kind of hollow shell of a human being because I have abandoned myself systematically and conditioned since I was a little kid so this is why this conversation is so important to me because I was spotting it I was seeing the bullshit I was raised in an environment where I had these standards these ideals and this is what you do this is the structure and me being the black sheep I was like well I see that structure but uh, what about this and then I experienced a withdrawal of love withdrawal a a sensation I'm just saying I my perception of it was that if it's not done like this then we're gonna with our love it was kinda like a behavioral model of raising children and this, was, this is exactly how my parents were raised, and their parents were raised, and this is how intergenerational trauma gets passed down, until we have enough people in the culture struggling with bipolar, struggling with anxiety, struggling with depression. It's pretty much pandemic amongst a certain age category of my, my fellow countrymen, and not just my countrymen, everybody but it's all kind of the same it's just so apparent to me because I can see through it right now and so when Iranians approach me for help I know exactly what the problem is without even them telling me because I know the family systems I know the family inherited trauma without any like it wasn't it wasn't done maliciously or because of malevolence you know it was because That's just how things were done and so the healing in order for you to heal that you need to kind of unpack all of those family systems and empaths generally are unconscious empaths and I'm gonna distinguish between the two so that I can help you kind of on your road to recovery of returning back to you so that you can use your empathy as a superpower rather than your kryptonite that's actually uh... depressing you that's causing breakdowns in your relationships and here was the distinguishing feature that i would see is it is i believe unequivocally the underlying root cause of most chronic illness chronic fatigue and chronic pain. If I hear of someone saying oh I have fibromyalgia I pretty much know exactly what what's going on and here's what it is. If you were raised in an environment where there was some sort of a mental illness or a uh, an addiction from a parent they weren't all there they were inconsistent they were dealing with their own struggles oftentimes the child identifies with showing up to help and solve and fix because that's a survival need it's what they did so that they can actually survive it's what they did so that they can actually feel safe because mom or dad whichever one of those two were just not all there right they were tuned out they were dissociated they were dealing with a mental illness they were dealing with their addictions or all of the above and so as a child you become highly sensitized and attuned to the fluctuations of mom or dad's well-being just a look on the face just a little vocal intonation that just goes off a little bit you as a child become very highly sensitized to that and for good reason it makes perfect sense because all of your kind of um, your your parts that are trying to protect you are showing up, and they're hyper vigilant. In other words, you are like literally sleeping with one eye open sometimes because you don't know what the fuck's going on with mom or dad, or if they're going to be okay. So you got to step up and show up. And here's the other part: you get rewarded for it you get approval for it, you get recognition for it, you get to be daddy's little girl, you get to be mama's boy, you get to be whatever it is where the emotional needs of the parent get dumped onto the child and you start to develop this really finely sensitized attuned conscious hyper for the needs of another person. Now unconsciously we are constantly in a moment of decision we have to choose attachment to those primary caregivers over our authenticity. In other words if I am in that moment I have my own feelings, my own desires to express them creates a disturbance with mom and dad then I as a child I'm gonna do everything I can to prevent that so I'm gonna suppress my own needs I'm gonna bury them and I'm going to what we call self betray and self abandonment this is the hallmark of an unconscious empath is self abandonment and self betrayal are the foundation now what happens is that pattern that's very common with mom or dad is very familiar we actually become addicted to it let me say that again you actually become addicted to it and you equate that to love and then you start growing up and you meet somebody with the same patterns as mom or dad the one that you were the caretaker for and all of a sudden you fall hopelessly it's that feeling of oh my god I feel like we've known each other all our lives like, oh my god, it was this love at first sight. It was just instant chemical attraction. It was, boom, instant, like, raw. You know what I'm talking about. Let me know if you know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's actually a trauma bond. Often, your highly charged, sexual, kind of deeply polarized, love at first sight, like, can't get my hands off of you type of connection, is a trauma bond repeating those old unconscious patterns and none of it's your fault. None of it's your fault whatsoever because you're unconscious the whole time and what will happen is you'll go through these volatile swings of up and down up and down and you're, and what will happen is because you're that unconscious empath, that unconscious empath energy isn't really drawn to another fixer another helper you look at another fixer and helper and you're like wait I can't identify myself or feel important to this person I'm going to go find me somebody who's broken a wounded bird (laughs) so I can be important in their lives and I can empathize and fix and heal and solve them let me know if you can resonate with this Okay yes latina me could never handle the taruf. exactly yes X is Persian exactly dude this is 100% Laura right and this is why we're working you just got started a couple weeks ago we're unpacking this shit and you're doing amazing now um, the the unconscious the unconscious empath is like a magnet towards the opposite energy which is the unconscious narcissist okay now here's the best part about this the the unconscious narcissist is a closet codependent who's fixated on approval on recognition on shiny new things on winning on being seen being noticed being admired okay the empath is an unconscious closet narcissist this is gonna trigger you, that's okay. The empath is an unconscious closet narcissist who is fixated on their role as their helper, fixated on their significance, fixated on being good, important, winning, like helping, okay? And the two are polar opposite flip coin flip of the other brought together to expose your previous wounds and welcome to what's called a volatile toxic relationship if you walk into this completely um... what's the word i'm looking for unconscious you will trigger the fuck out of one another there will be volatility oftentimes violence okay there will be physical emotional abuse all of that and What's important for you to understand is nobody's actually a victim of all of this. This is actually a perfectly ordered cycle of unconsciousness of two little wounded three-year-olds acting out their trauma bonds on one another. It's like a two three-year-old, three, three-year-olds, in a sandbox you've seen three-year-olds in a sandbox they're hitting one another they're pushing they want to be seen same thing that happens only there's you know when we grow up and when we are in your 30s and 40s and there's maybe a 80 to 100 pound difference between the two then the shit gets ugly right and I'm not justifying what happens I'm not saying it's right I'm not saying it's wrong I'm not saying it I'm not saying it isn't wrong I'm just saying it is I'm just saying I'm looking at it I'm just saying I see it and I understand it if you want to prevent fires from burning down homes it's not really wise for you to go fires are wrong let's banish fires I'd rather go hmm fires are fires happen fires are a part of nature okay I'm really it's wise for us to examine where these fires come from what are the conditions The underlying conditions that create a perfect storm for fires to happen when I can examine those things and I can go ah fires are definitely part of nature and if I want to prevent them I I don't prevent them by uh, yelling and screaming and protesting I get it you had your house burned down by one and I know you're really sad about it and you're hurt and you want to blame someone okay great Why don't we step back from it and go, why do these fires happen? What are the conditions of temperature? What are the conditions of humidity? What are the conditions of sunlight or gas or electricals, gas, whatever, that make fires more probable? And instead of blaming those things, let's just go, all right, let's use conscious awareness and start to put Protective measures in place through education so that we can catch them before they happen. This is My take on relationship dynamics Why is this important because I was stuck in a volatile toxic relationship dynamic where there was abuse and there was All sorts of shit happening and I had to just wake up and go whoa number one How did I get here number two? How do I make sure this never happens again and number 3 if i can do number 1 and number 2 and i can prove and 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 and, and i can i can gather enough evidence that i figured out number 1 and number 2 number 3 is how can i change the world with it because i'm not the only one struggling with this i'm not the only one like in my mid 40s going why are my all of my relationships not working why don't i have deep friendships why can't i look in the mirror and say i love you nima why am I constantly so preoccupied with having other people approve of me and why am I so fearful of people criticizing me how about that how about I look at that and so when I started asking those questions I was like oh wow empath narcissists we're two sides of a coin both united by trauma both are equally responsible for their role in the dynamic and with education and proper healing and self-responsibility rather than pointing the finger and playing the victim and blaming, which is a very convenient way of distracting me, by by, by me playing the victim to you, I absolve myself of all responsibility, I stay in my juvenile state, and I pray to God that somebody's going to come and rescue me who's not the bad person that the other person was. It's not very empowering, is it? there's not much choice or agency there there's no say in cr- the creation of your life I'd rather help you wake up to the fact that your number one skill to learn to solve all of this is the art of emotional regulation emotional regulation is the new black it is the one thing that constrains every relationship Your feeling of courage in your business you're putting yourself out there for creativity that's gonna take some emotional regulation fuck hitting the go live button it's scary publishing a book there's emotions that come out I'm like pouring out my soul to you I can't regulate that you're putting out a documentary or you're putting out some sort of content I know Laura you're, you're, you're putting out a film you don't think that there's going to be some emotional regulation that's involved for you to step up and and actually share your gifts with the world absolutely so many people are hiding their gifts from the world because they can't handle the rejection feeling of somebody going yeah your shit's pretty crap you're a piece of shit. I don't agree with your art. But anyone who's ever achieved such greatness and expansiveness and shared their gifts, their art with the world, whether it be through a painting or a video or a book or whatever, or even a talk or even their work through what I do, has to be faced with those things. But when we are so dysregulated and so lacking the ability to connect with our feelings and to heal and regulate the wounds that step up in the middle in the midst of those triggers to narrow the to to, to widen the gap between the stimulus the trigger and the response which is the reaction you can become very responsive and here's the best part of this you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery, or the overview experience, and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. This is a skill that you can constantly get better at. You can constantly get better at from launching, but I have to do it after overview. Ah, or how about, Laura, how about you do it while you do it? Mm. I'm gonna let you I'm we're gonna we're gonna hold you accountable to putting out stuff as you go right I know it's holding you back but this is it I get it too right I get it this is constant work you will never ever 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 be absolved of the responsibility for regulating your emotions every step up every transition you make every step up buying a new home getting married having one child having a second child it's not gonna get easier the goal of the work is to expand your capacity not to make your life stress free No, I'm about to get married I'm about to have a baby in October it's not gonna get less stressful for me it's actually gonna get more stressful and the goal of the work of becoming trigger-proof is to expand my capacity so that I can contain more and have a more expansive life because we're here to expand so unconscious empathy is based on a trauma that is consistently finding you abandoning yourself in service of another person's approval constantly not saying no not being able to say no and because you don't have that ability it causes you to lose yourself in relationships or you could actually flip the script and become very hardened because you have such a soft heart you have to put up this hardcore masculine or tough exterior especially if you're a woman I'm using that as an example because a lot of women will say why am I so tough and when I see a woman and I sense people now after doing this work I get a sense from people when I see a woman who is like tough masculine energy I get a sense of from her that she's an empath and that because she doesn't have this ability to contain her boundaries and know who she is and be grounded in her boundaries in order to protect that she has to put up this really hardcore exterior outside to protect that and then so what happens is it's like a porcupine so people are like "All right, peace out in fact anybody that you know Anybody that you know who is, like a hard exterior, oftentimes has a very soft heart that's been broken and wounded because they don't know how to hold their hold their container. They don't know how to set boundaries. So, what you need to know if you're a, a, an empath is that there's two types of empaths. The unconscious empath, which consistently self-abandons in service of attuning to other people's needs and there's the conscious empath which chooses themselves first understands that wound has had a relationship and unpacked those old complexes with their younger self and is able to go, Ah, I see you two-year-old, I see you eight-year-old version of Nima I see how you had to put aside your wants and needs so that you can please mommy and daddy and you got rewarded for it again and again and again it was a reinforced reinforced self-abandonment and to start to reestablish that reconnection with with that younger self consistently over time to let them know that they don't have to do that anymore and it's gonna show up day to day and it takes consciousness work and if you if you listen to or watch Dr. Shefali who talks about conscious parenting she says this process of awakening takes about two years this process takes about two years in other words the moment where you realize you've been self-abandoning Laura for example the moment you realize you've been self-abandoning okay to the moment where you finally feel like you can handle your triggers and say speak your mind and be able to regulate the guilt that comes from saying no and do it unconsciously takes about two years of practice that just blew my mind and and I look at that and I'm like yeah that's about right I've been at it I've been at the reparenting game for the last two years and I went from complete narcissist codependent cycle again and again and again and again i pretty much you know most people say when they're in that situation that you can't heal that you can't heal from that and now on saturday i'm getting married to who's very securely attached very stable who we both go through our ups and downs together but there's never a question or a doubt that we got each other's backs because we know how to s- separate for a moment self-regulate take full responsibility put the oxygen mask on ourselves first and then come back and in a very calm manner, one reactive manner be able to listen and really hear what the other person is saying and be able to get vulnerable and share the fears and the feelings and take that conflict within a matter of minutes to hours turn that conflict into deeper intimacy not just intimacy but even deeper it's very powerful it's probably the greatest skill that you can invest the time and effort in learning because on the other side of that skill has everything you want in your life because in order for you to have the life that you desire you must cultivate conscious empathy you must cultivate conscious empathy because if I cannot create the life that I desire let me explain to you the life that I desire a global community of self healers and friends and my family united with the vision of healing intergenerational trauma taking responsibility for our own healing taking our triggers, and instead of being reactive, being response-able, so that my child can be raised in a community where they feel confident to fully express themselves, without these complexes unconsciously driving their lives, choking off their self-esteem, silencing their inner voice, creating toxicity in their relationships, creating health issues all sorts of anxiety feelings of a lack of safety in the body i want my kid to actually be raised in a different, different um kind of experience i want that kid to have a different experience that's my vision and do it globally and be able to teach this to people and then teach facilitators because we're facing a let's face it we're we're facing a a a pandemic a true pandemic a mental health crisis that's starting now and it's going to be spreading worldwide so we're going to be needing people who can guide other people into that healing And I've created a methodology that's both top-down cognitive where you can change the story but also create a safety in the body as a priority as a practice as a conversation as an awareness not just over a weekend workshop but dedicating your life to creating safety in your body because outside of that nothing else matters no course that you can take no job that you can um, job that you can acquire no money that you make no relationship the perfect person that that shows up no place that you can move is going to recreate the safety in the body that you're responsible for creating when you put your hand up and say I'm gonna heal those wounds so that's my vision that's the life that i want to desire and the life that i want to create is a, in a in a partnership who is who herself is stable and secure and not needing me okay and me and not not codepending on me and me not codepending but us choosing one another because our union is our union serves a, a, a purpose greater than just ourselves in other words, the relationship itself serves a greater function in service of something greater than us. And living, you know, in Victoria. I love Victoria. I want to live here. I want a beautiful home in Victoria. I want to have that type of home where there's monthly meetings that people can come over and, and experience healing and experience, uh, you know, my, my facilitator training program. They can do it at my home. In other words, my tribe comes to my home right that's the vision that I have now in order for me to create that beautiful vision I have to have an idea and it's gotta come from me and it's gotta come through my wounds and I've gotta be able to enroll other people into that possibility and the only way that I can do that is by using conscious empathy so I'm, I'm putting out a challenge to you empaths to you as an empath am I, this is the question you want to ask, am I consciously empathic and using it like a superpower by first holding myself first and being empathic to me first or am I an unconscious empath who's been constantly abandoning myself in service of another person's needs and breaking my body and my psyche down in the process I noticed this in my chiropractic practice when I would see patients with chronic pain chronic illness diagnosis cancers digestive disturbances chronic pain chronic illness and chronic fatigue these are not physical symptoms these are unconscious empaths who have been conditioned unconsciously to consistently abandon themselves and no chiropractic adjustment no pill is gonna solve a problem created by I mean those things will help curb the symptoms but that none of those things will solve a problem that's created by a consistent unconscious self abandonment that needs to stop because if you don't it gets passed down to the kids because what will happen is you start to get sick Your health starts to break down, and then you become dependent on children who then have to abandon themselves to take care of you, just like it was passed down to you from your unconscious parents. Do you see how huge this is? When I discovered this, and there's times where I still think about it, and I, I I start to flip 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 out because I think, holy shit, this is massive. This is not even, this is not even this big. This is, this is a, a an epidemic. And the answer is to cultivate the skills of becoming trigger proof because it's going to be difficult for you, Laura, for you to say no. When you say no, and you're going to have to deal with feeling guilt. You're going to have to deal with being misunderstood and that is like death to the ego so there's three ways and I talked about it earlier in my earlier broadcast and I'm going to summarize them number one is you must develop the skill of self-observation through journaling through observation oh there I go I just abandoned myself again there I went again I just said yes to this dinner you know Roxana this was one of our sessions I said yes to hosting a dinner three days before my sister's wedding when I just I just been recovering from surgery I said yes and then I fucking hated them for it and I blame them for it because I didn't have the ability to just say you know what I really am grateful for the opportunity and I'm glad that you thought of me but I just had surgery three days ago and it's my sister's wedding in five days and we have a lot have healing to do and we want to spend some time with family would it be okay if we did it at a restaurant that in a Persian is like in a Persian kind of situation is like ah, and so that's what where the fracture comes that's where the anxiety is that's where there's blame that's where there's hatred that's where there's drama victimhood and the whole time you're blaming the other person it's you that didn't have the ability to have boundaries because which isn't your fault which makes perfect sense because of a chronic perpetual intergenerational bullshit of tarof (laughs) which is persistent self abandonment so I challenge you are you willing to be the self observer number two way you must have a guide a guide that you entrust that's able to show a mirror you know Roxana was going through that and I I, I said hey Roxana, take a look at this I, sh- I held a mirror to her face while she was playing victim and she was like oh my god I did it the whole time but but I wasn't trying to be rude to her she entrusted me to go hold a mirror and go quit bullshitting and playing victim and so it helps to have a guide walk you through who you entrust to tell you the truth we don't have to be brutal about it but brutally honest to you you wanna entrust somebody who cares enough about you to be able to tell you truthfully yeah you abandon yourself and you have nobody else to blame but yourself which totally makes sense based on your history it's not a blame game blaming you it's not like turning it on to you but stop playing the victim you're way more powerful than you think so number one is developing the skill of self-observation number two is having a mentor or a guide walk you into that somebody who can be tough on you who will call you out oftentimes counselors and psychologists they're bound by all of these regulations so for them to say bullshit might piss you off and then you could write a letter so they they really hold back on the truth and they just kind of like placate and cater to you you don't want something like that you want somebody who's going to be truthful with you and and call you out and say listen I'm willing to be called out I ask permission on all of my live trainings at the overview experience I, I write write in the comment section please I am I hereby permit you to call me forward if I feel an inauthenticity yeah okay um, and the third one is community. so self-observation having a mentor and number three is a community a community of people who are up to the same game who will understand you who, who will see you and when they share their story you watching and going oh my god that's exactly me I'm the same you hop on a call and this is called co-regulation you need self-regulation and self-observation and self-assessment you gotta develop that habit and cultivate that and what did I say it takes about a year or two to really become unconsciously competent in it self-observation self-assessment self-awareness ego observation having a mentor and a guide and number three having a community these this is what we, we need connection we're not we're social creatures so I gotta be able to see myself in somebody else's share and this is what we do in our in our workshops so I'm super duper stoked I take these um, the reason why this is so important is because um, I take these very hold on one second I take these exact concepts and we do them in all of our trainings in all of our workshops in our one-on-one sessions in our group calls these are the skills to take unconscious empathy and turn it conscious empathy I can honestly say now that I had no empathy skills before and now empathy's become my superpower but not unconscious empathy although I do fall into those patterns sometimes where I gotta say no and just start to start setting better boundaries I've been doing that better in my business because a lot of times clients will come to me I used to say okay I'm gonna help everybody and now I'm able to go people message me hey I just broke up with my boyfriend I just want someone to talk to can I can you can we just hop on a phone call I used to say yes to everyone who did that and then I started getting like tired and fatigued and so now I've been able to set boundaries and now we have a system so I don't just hop on a call with anyone you gotta basically show some demonstration sign that you're actually serious about solving the problem rather than just emotionally dumping on me, draining me, and then going, all right, thanks, thanks, that was great. And I'm like, oh God, now I can't serve clients that are actually investing in, in wanting a solution. So I've had to learn how to do that. And so I'm a work in progress, and so are you. The fact that you're here in this group and you're having this conversation is because you want to grow in consciousness. You want to go from unconscious to conscious. You want to learn how to self-regulate and so uh, when we do then we show our children how to do it and we break the cycle so a lot of times people are dealing with kids who are struggling with this and so I have a training that's coming up tomorrow Uh, you're likely if you're watching um, many people watching right now and in this group have already registered uh, it's for my clients uh, and there's several people who are jumping in I'm inviting putting the invite out to other people who aren't uh, you know clients in my mastermind to jump in and I, I'm I'm putting it at a very uh, affordable investment so that you can join in for three hours where we're going to show you how to connect to a disconnected child Using Dr. Shefali's conscious parenting principles that she's been teaching, that we've been teaching, and all of a sudden she shows up, and all of her material is gold, and it's like, wow, I'm going to use a lot of her uh, inspiration in this. Is that? True conscious parenting from someone who has no business giving a parenting advice. It's actually based on the principles of neuroscience and inner child work, and so we're going to be all doing it tomorrow together. The link is there if you want to be one of the last people to jump in. I'd love to see you. I'm really looking forward to it. I will your top today. Let me see. Hit the nail on the head. You're willing to. Okay, good. Um, were you secretly watching Marriage because you're describing it to a T? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had hidden video camera over there. Um, Lisa said, yes, I would have never thought before I started this work. My bu- biggest challenge would be understanding and connecting with my emotions. So many stories I've made up over the years, and to think it was my emotions or lack of connecting with them is what's holding me back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd love to see you if you're so inspired. Let me know if you have any other questions. How did this resonate with you? What came up for you? What was the most meaningful thing? And uh, I look forward to tomorrow's transmission. I love sharing this stuff with you. If you keep asking me questions, I'll keep giving you content. I love sharing this stuff. Like this is the most important conversation at the most important time, which is about healing which is about taking responsibility, which is about learning how to regulate so that we can stop the cycle and our children can observe us and go, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. It's pretty regulated. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And um, yeah, so I'll see you at the next perfect time.